0: Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. I am author Denise M. Walker. I am the founder of Hope in Christ Ministries and speaker and teacher for Hope in Christ. Here at Hope in Christ, we are made healthy. We are overcomers. We have purpose, and we recognize that we must maintain an eternal perspective Our focus must remain on Christ. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you, O God, for another day. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you that you alone are our God. You are the living one. You are the true and living God. You are the eternal one, Father. So we thank you for this word. We thank you, Father God, for moving on our hearts, God, that we may know you and that we may draw nigh to you. As we continue with Psalm 91, Father, we bless you and we magnify you, for you are worthy to be praised. Father, we bless you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise. And today we're continuing with Psalm 91. Our last episode devotional um, was titled A Refuge and Fortress, and it came from the first verse of Um, The second verse, I'm sorry, of Psalm 91. And so we're going to continue with the third verse of Psalm 91 and breaking apart this particular scripture because the words of God are so vital to us and so vital to our lives. So the title of this one, um, again, we're still in Psalm 91, but the title that I came up with for this one is The Benefits of Taking Refuge. And let me say that again, the benefits of taking refuge. And so the scripture reads Psalm 91 and three, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And so that's why, um, after I read this particular scripture, I, I came up with this title benefits of taking refuge. So we're going to back up a little bit and just briefly as a review of a refuge and a fortress and what that means to us and why it's important that we take refuge in and make God our fortress. And so the word to review, um, the word refuge is shelter Um, from danger, rain, or storm. And here, um, shelter is a metaphor, the way it is written in the scripture. It is a metaphor. Um, He is my refuge. It is a metaphorical uh, phrase. And fortress, we found and we talked about that fortress is a stronghold, a place of security, a fortified place, man protected, um, walled and armed guarded, um, and, and it says capture the net of a hunter and a strong place, a strong place is what a fortress is. So again, a fortress is a, a strong place. It's secured, it's uh, fortified, it's man protected and walled and armed from danger. And then again, a refuge is you go into the shelter and he's your refuge Um, you take shelter from the danger and he then becomes your fortress. So, um, again, our title is the benefits of taking this refuge in God. Um, so I'll review Psalm 91 and three again and say, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. All right. So my, um, greatest, um, joy when i'm reading scripture is to break the words apart that's where i get so much understanding from god when i take and i just break the words apart and and that's just the teacher in me um and i do that in my classroom i do that to help others get understanding but not only that i must get understanding first before i can explain it to anybody else and so we're going to start with the word surely. A lot of times they say, well, we all know what surely means. But when you look it up, it's just like more revelation to you. The word surely, because it says surely he shall. So surely means without a doubt, without fail. Let me say that again. Without a doubt, without fail. Now, who is he? We know he is the Lord. And when they use Lord in in this particular scripture, they're talking about The existing one, eternal God, it's in all caps again. And so we know without a doubt, without fail, that God shall deliver us from the snare of the fowler. Now the word deliver, a lot of us know what the context is, but I'll read the um, definition. Anyway, um, he shall deliver, snatch away, rescue, save, strip, or plunder to rob of goods or um, valuables by open force, as in war or hostile raids. So deliverance is not just come on, go with me. Deliverance is snatching away from the enemy's camp, plundering the enemy's camp of all the goods that God, God has for you. When you come into refuge with him, He can deliver you and and take back all that the enemy has stolen from us in all these years, over the years in our lives. So, and then um, the word strip, that's one of the words that stood out to me when I looked up deliver um, in the context of scripture. Strip means to gut or take off or shed. So not just here, I'm going to remove this and put something else on, but strip gut it. There's nothing left, nothing left of you when you take refuge Oh, nothing left of you in the enemy's camp when you take refuge. And so those two words alone, surely he shall deliver surely and deliver without a doubt. He will strip you away, rescue you, save you, um, Take a, take back your valuables um, as if it's war. Surely God will do those things. But it says that we must, we must take refuge and make him our fortress. And so that's part of the benefits, him delivering, him delivering and knowing that is surety. We might not, we might be able to call some family members sometimes and, and 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 let's say you're in trouble and they might be able to help you, but you can't say for sure that they're going to help you. But God's word says, surely you don't have to doubt that he will deliver you from all sin. Everything that we have gotten ourselves so intertwined with, he will snatch us away as we take refuge and we surrender our lives to him and we stay there. And that's another word that we talked about. Um, in the other um, devotional, when we dwell, dwell is when we dwell somewhere. We don't just get up and go. To you know, continuously moving and moving. Dwell means to remain. So when we remain in that refuge and make God our fortress, and we take take relationship, we go into relationship with God, surrendering our lives. We have promises in Psalm ninety one that tells us that. God will deliver us. God will deliver us, strip us away from the enemy's camp. Now, this next part really, really got me because I was like, okay, snare of the fowler. So then my English skills started kicking in. Okay, so in the, in, let's go back to the top of the scripture. The scripture says, surely he, we know he is God, a noun, um, shall deliver, deliverer is a verb you from the snare so at first i was like okay when someone snares you that's an action but actually in scripture it's a it's something it's a thing so it's a noun and then fowler is a noun so i thought that was interesting um and then snare could be it could be either or but it's actually an object it's something that the enemy uses to trap you. So it says the snare is a trap, a plot, a deception, a lure, or trick. Something that they do, that the enemy does, to um, pull you away from God. Some of the things, and we know we've all been there before we came to Christ. We've been trapped by the enemy, by his schemes, his lies, his deceptions, because we didn't know what God's word um, was for our lives he plotted against us with others and and he still does. But now that we have taken refuge and made God our fortress, he can't touch us. And so, and then deception, the deception of the things that we believed about ourselves and about even others, about the world, about whatever it was, we were deceived. We were deceived. So he said, he will, um, deliver you from the snare that snare and you won't be tricked because you'll now be dwelling with god taking refuge with him and learning of him walking in relationship with him so you're snatched away from the snare the snare that the trap that's set for you and then a fowler i started i, I said okay lord um fowler, when you look it up, think about the Old Testament and how words are used. And so a fowler is a trapper, a bird catcher, um, one who pursues wild fowls or birds as um, we're in the Old Testament. Um, takes or kills them for food um, and other, you know, different things or just takes them and, and traps them. Um, And so that's what a fowler is. So here, again, it's um, a figure of speech that people, the reader, would have understood in that time. Because many of them may have been um, bird catchers or um, they may have known people that were fowlers themselves. So they would have made connections with the terms, Um, just like if the, the word of God was written in our time. The language would have been different because there have been things that we would have understood from our culture. And so Fowler is a trapper. And that, again, is a figure of speech, figurative language representing Satan, representing um, Satan, trapping us and deceiving us. Um, and even some people have lost their lives in not realizing that their life was in the enemy's camp and um and so i wrote a question as i was studying this and i I said okay what does a a fowler do so i went and i did some research just looking up what do fowlers do in the natural real um literal sense what is a fowler what do they do so it says catches with a net that is spread on the ground so they lay nets out for the birds and in the in the um the bird the fowls um were considered um kind of naive birds they, they weren't very um intelligent i guess um so they didn't realize that these things were going to come it, sometimes it was younger birds and so they were naive and they were able to be snatched up by the enemy and so it says that 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 it lays out the the fowler lays out a net um, spreads it on the ground and waits for the fowl to come to the net and snatches the um, fowl up. And then it says another thing that I, I found was it take, um, takes the young birds from the nest, um, raises them by the hand, and um, when they are tamed, so it kind of shakes them, when they're tamed, um, they were confined to cages. So that's some of the other things that a fowler either now or then would have done. Um, and then another one that I thought was really cool. Um, it said that the, in uh, a physical, uh, trap, a fowler or trapper, um, so sometimes sows the eyelids of the birds together and, um, confines it to its, uh, cries. So sows their eyelids so they can't see um and so um so just different cruel things that the the trapper does and um and again it says sometimes they use them for food and different things like that um and then some were used i guess today as cage pets and so that's that's what the fowler or the trapper does representing satan satan um and how he traps us and how um we are naive in our thinking, naive because we don't have the word on the inside of us. We don't have the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us and when we were yet sinners. Um, when we were outside of um, Christ, um, and the enemy laid the the nets out to trap us and, and, and many different things, you know, fornication, fornication. Um, all kind of things, perversion, every uh, everything, um, you know, looking at pornography, all these other different things that the trap is set, and then it, and we're we're trapped. And it says God will deliver us; He will snatch us away and bring us in. The, we're in refuge; we are in His um, protective um, armor. We're covered by Him um, when we make that decision to dwell. To dwell, He that dwelleth goes right back to the beginning of the scripture. He that dwelleth. It tells us that one must come. One must come in order to pre- be protected from the snare of the fowler. We must come to God. You know, God, um, as I was, I was um, doing a class um, one day and I said, life is a journey. This life. And I probably said it on my podcast many, many times before this life is a journey, but the journey is not for us to live outside of Christ. The journey is for us to, you know, picture a road. So just picture a road for a moment. And we're walking down the road of life. We're walking down the road of life. Born, we're toddlers, we get older, we get to recognize right and wrong. That's when we're accountable And then we start making all kinds of things might have happened to us, but we start making all kinds of mistakes or sometimes we did it on purpose. And as we journey down this road, I believe God is saying the same words. Because if he made us and the scripture shows us that he spoke to the people in scripture all the time, telling them who he is, not who he was. Remember, and notice I was deliberate in that statement who he is because God is still God. God is still God. And, 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 you know, I've read Genesis over and over, and I just keep getting such a revelation of God saying to many of them Abraham, Noah, just throughout their lives saying, I am the Lord. And they're all caps in Genesis. Lord, and it means the existing one, the eternal one. So I believe that life is a road, a traveling journey to the existing one, that we would come to him, come to the dwelling place in him for ourselves. I believe that's the purpose, and I've said this before, I believe That's the purpose, one of the purposes of the free will. Because God could have designed us without a free will. And I promise you, he wouldn't have the problems that he has to deal with, with us, with human beings. But he knew, he knew, yet he gave us a free will. And I believe it's because on that journey, this journey called life. That we would come into the knowledge and freedom, the free will to love God, love Christ for ourselves. We would come into the knowledge because if someone makes us love them, we don't, it's not true love. We don't love them. We don't love them. And so that ties all whole thing in together with surely he will Snatch us away from the snare, the traps of the enemy. But we have to recognize there is an enemy, but he's not power, more powerful than God. And that God is our creator, he is our source, he's everything that we need. We can't go down this journey on this road of life and operate continuously throughout our lives without, without God. Because every time, all through that journey, you're never going to do anything but be trapped by the snare of the fowler If we don't come into refuge and take our dwelling in Christ Jesus and Christ Jesus alone, we have to. And so that's what I wanted to share, just talk about today. As I've been studying Psalm 91 bit by bit, because sometimes we read the Bible too fast. I believe sometimes we just read scripture too fast. Some people, because they read it over and over some people, you know, they may, they may just be reading a chapter a day, getting revelation. But I believe, and my pastors always say this, slow down when you're reading the word. And when I slow down and I'm, I'm that kind of person that studies, when I study the word, that's how I learn. There is one, if it's only one word, it may just be one word that stands out. That God may be speaking to my heart. That if I would have read that scripture too fast, I wouldn't have caught that word. And I believe even in this short verse. That the word deliver is so powerful when you come to an understanding and when you notice what a fowler is. Sometimes we just, I have read Psalm 91 so many times. I've memorized it. I know it, a heart. And so when God gave it to me to begin to go back and study, I said, well, God, I know Psalm 91 already. You gave it to me all, all, more than 10 years ago, more than 15 years ago. You gave it to me. But now he wants me to study the words, line by line, precept by precept. What does that word mean to you? How does it speak to your life right now? Sometimes we have to get to ourselves, get to God, in God, for ourselves, by ourselves, to know what is God saying to me? Who is God? Who is this God that I should obey him? Pharaoh said that. Pharaoh said that. Pharaoh spoke in pride, but we can ask God, who God I want to know who you are. Now, we got to do it in reverence. We we can't be Pharaoh. Pharaoh, we know what his ending was. But we know that we can come and say, God, I want to know who you are. The power of your resurrection. Who are you? And so we can't find that out if we're still trapped. We're still blinded. Remember, I, I, I read where the fowler sows the eyelids of the birds. They can't see. Our eyes are open and some people can't see. The world, the eyes are open, but they can't see Jesus. When Jesus walked this earth among humans, humanity, was God in the flesh and they couldn't see him. They just thought he was one of us. And even today, many of us believe that Christ is was just a prophet. But all over this world, all over this world, he's manifesting himself. If he was just a prophet, like prophet, whoever we know, they can't die and rise again and manifest themselves in the spirit. And, and power. So we know He's greater than that. And so we have to take refuge. The benefits of taking refuge in Christ is so vital for every one of us. I'm talking to myself, talk to all my listeners, all my friends, all my family. If we don't take refuge, we're going to be trapped. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the Father. We are going to be trapped. By the enemy, and we'll be in the enemy's camp, trapped, thinking that we're supposed to be there, and we don't realize that we're losing. We have lost. I read a quote earlier this week, and the, and the person said, basically, the only losers are those without Jesus. We walk around here, we recognize, you know, I love basketball, love Golden State Warriors. That's not a um, <laughs> pin for them, but I just, that's, I, I love basketball. But even when they win and they take all these trophies home, even those that run track, those play football, whatever it may be, those that have businesses and making billions of dollars, you can have all that stuff and still lose and still be a loser. Why? Because without Christ, a life profits nothing. The word says what would profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Why do we go after things trapped in the enemy's camp? The snare of the father, he has all these because we're, we're blinded because we're not in Christ. We can have those things and God can bless us um, and we can be in Christ and, you know, but you can have all that stuff and all this money and all this stuff on this earth and none of it can go with us. And over the years, I've talked, I've thought about so many of this, these things that how when we leave here, none of this stuff is only you are going with you. And we're going to stand before the true and living God, the Lord, the existing one, the eternal one. Then we come into the knowledge, the love, In our hearts for ourselves, knowing Him, walking with Him. Have we done that? So we got to come out of the end of this camp and allow God to deliver us from the snare of the fowler. And then um, just a little bit of the perilous pestilence that goes on to just all the destructive things in this world perilous um, iniquity, wickedness, um, perversion. And then pestilence is plague. And and disease, those things that destroy because of the wickedness um, that's in our land and in our our, um, environment, in our communities. God said he wants to deliver us. He wants to deliver us, but we must dwell in the secret place. We must come to Christ for ourselves just as we are. If I hear another person say they got to fix themselves, you're going to be standing there for a long time trying to fix yourself. Because I tried it for many years. And I've been in Christ for many years. Even though I didn't always make the right decisions and I I sometimes kind of got off track. But for many years I've been in Christ. And prior to that, I used to say the same words. I got to get myself together before I come to Christ. And for a long time, I stayed right there because you cannot fix yourself. If we can fix ourselves, we don't need Jesus. We don't need Jesus. If we can fix it ourselves, we do not need him. And so I just wanted to take a moment and share the benefits of all of us taking refuge in Jesus. What is refuge again? Shelter from danger from harm, from rain, from the storms of life, from everything. Yes, things are going to happen. I know some people are probably saying, well, what about the people who are in Christ and they got sick? You know, I'm not God. Neither are you. When we go to God, that's why we have to go and take refuge and find out the answers in him. And continue to pray because he said that um, by his stripes. We are healed. And so we must trust him. I think a lot of times we question God because we're looking at people. And we've made people not not minimizing anybody's illness. But sometimes I know for myself, I've made people my God. And so we, we don't understand. But we know one of the things, thank you, Lord, for reminding me. One of the things is we live in a fallen world. According to Genesis, and we know that God's word is infallible, it means without error. So according to Genesis, we live in a fallen world, in a fallen state, and disease is a part of that. But we still must take refuge. I've watched people live 20 years plus with cancer, while some people lived a, a, another month. But it was that faith and that refuge and trusting and, and 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 not saying that others don't trust God. But it was just the, my experience of seeing the faith um, of the individual. Um, and sometimes, again, it goes back to us being in a fallen state. And so we still have to trust God and know God's character. God is not wicked. God is not wicked. That. One day i was i was asking god some of the same questions Lord, why why why, you know what, what what about this cancer this plague of cancer around us and one of the things that came to my heart is remembering god's character god is not wicked like man god is love he is peace he loves us even if we're going through that sickness i went through some things and and still go through some things but I don't I don't cease to think that God doesn't love me. I know from just being in the secret place. I know God loves me cuz people other people have walked away from me. People I didn't expect to. People that um didn't understand my heart but God knows my heart. And so I just I just say thank you for listening to The benefits of taking refuge. Let us pray for those that are sick. Those that are. um, You know that may have been. Pronounced um, that they're going to pass. Away but we know that God is able. And let us remember. God's character that he loves us. He loves us even again. If we're going through sickness. That person that's in Christ. They don't lose. Because they will be in his presence. And that's the ultimate prize. For every one of us. So I thank you all for listening and let us close in prayer. Father, we bless you. Hallelujah. God, thank you. God for your love for us. God, thank you Lord for being our refuge. Thank you. God for even showing us that we need to take refuge in you. Father, for this world is a deceiver. The world, the deceiver is, is the prince of the power of the air and, And Satan is a deceiver. And people around us that are not any of you are deceivers. They may speak deceiving words. They may make us believe that we need things and people and all this other stuff. But without you, we have nothing. So I pray for the person that's listening. I pray for your healing. For your word says in the book of Isaiah you were bruised and you were broken. And by your stripes, we are healed. Father, we thank you and we praise you for who you are. Thank you for your loving and kindness and your tender mercies. Thank you, Lord, for being our refuge. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all for listening to. Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. Continue to hope in Christ and find your identity in him.